Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies and acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic. And we are back with Tom Meredith, VP of Marketing at Tier 11, and we're going to get into the camp graphic, customer acquisition, amplification, and all its steps, as well as how we applied it to a couple of different case studies here right after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. All right, we are back with Tom Meredith, VP of Marketing at Tier 11, and we have gone through the overview of customer acquisition application, sort of the template, the framework that we use to run over $100 million a year. That's a big number, Tom. I always admit, fly by it, but that's actually a lot of spend. And to be able to do that, you have to have frameworks, you have to have SOPs, and it's a way for us to have some universal of marketing come through and remind our team that this thing is actually used on a regular basis when they're stuck on any particular problem or when we have a really challenging product or service that we're trying to sell and get the world interested in through paid advertising, refer to this whole thing. And that's the reason why you can head on over to tier11.com 
forward slash camp. That's camp with two A's and download your free copy. So Tom, take it away. What's next? Where do you start? How does it all begin? And take us through the whole thing. Yeah. So when you download this framework, you'll see where to start. There's a giant pink arrow that says start here. And in this header section is really the big aha moment we had over, I guess it's about a year ago now, of how to evolve the EAA, Ecom Ad Amplifier, into this next iteration with the customer acquisition application. And this header, header really contains two main sections. The first section is the evolution of Eugene Schwartz's levels of customer awareness. And then the second section below that is the marketing goal. So one is very customer focused, what the customer needs, and the other is what is the marketer focused section. So just hitting quickly on the levels of customer awareness, we talked about it a little bit earlier, the unaware person, they just, they need curiosity. They don't know they have a problem. So you need to in a entertaining way, educate them about their problem. And then once they have a problem, they become problem aware, and then they just need hope that there is a solution to their problem. It's your job as the marketer to show them what that solution is and give them hope. And then once they're solution aware, they really need clarity because in most cases, there's lots of solutions to a problem, but you need to make them aware that your product is the right solution to that problem. And then they really just need some assurance, knowing that your prob- your product is the right one to fix their problem. And once they're aware that your product is the right one and they have confidence and are sure of it, really, they just need novelty. They need a reason to buy right now. You need to drive action through some scarcity, and then hopefully they purchase right then and there. And then you'll come back to them a little bit later once they are aware of the outcome. They just need some nostalgia, a reminder of what life was like after they used your product, the benefit from it, and how happy they were. And then your goal is really get them to buy again. So just quickly hitting on the marketing goals. If they're unaware, your job is to captivate them. If they're problem aware, you need to educate them. If you're solution, if they're solution aware, you need to showcase your product. If once your product aware, you need to build trust. And when they're most aware, you need to drive that action. And once they're aware of the outcome, you want to increase their lifetime value. So for each one of these sort of levels, relating it back to the e-com ad amplifier, the ad amplifier, we had templates of videos and different types of ads that we would use that easily integrate into this. And if you have the e-com ad amplifier, the ad amplifier, you've downloaded it before, you're using it in your marketing, great. It's very relatable to this whole system because that hasn't really changed all that much. The only thing that's changed is all these individual levels maybe aren't as precise as they once were pre-iOS. Like we could really separate out page view audiences from view content, from add to cart, from initiate checkout to purchase. Now you might not have as much clarity, but you're still creating audiences like that inside Facebook. And that's one of the things that we do all the time. Whenever we start with a Facebook account, a Google account, a YouTube account, doesn't matter what the account is, we always separate out by levels of awareness. And then there's assets that typically go along with each level. And for somebody at the top of the funnel, which is in essence, level one or cold traffic, like you have to engage them with some kind of curiosity, you have to captivate them. Then that next stage, now that they are aware of maybe who you are, you have to educate them on what your product actually does. And then you have to showcase why it's that good, why it's that important. And then you build trust along the way, maybe with testimonials, UGC content. And finally, the call to action is a call to action with some kind of scarcity or some kind of pricing or something to actually get them to finally 
push over the edge and finally take that action to purchase. And then obviously increasing LTV at the end is what happens once they actually do buy and maybe they haven't purchased in a while. And you're just re-educating them on the benefits that they experienced once they got the product the first time. So there's a lot that relates back to the EAA, the Ecom Ad Amplifier. We're using too many acronyms here, Tom, between CAMP and EAA. But the point is like that, uh, humans haven't changed a whole lot. The systems that we use and the platforms that we use have changed a little bit from the last two, three years. Maybe when we first introduced the Ecom Ad Amplifier five years ago. But the principles still remain the same. People are still persuaded using this five or six step system here. And I think it's important to remember that. Yeah. And the ecom ad amplifier still lives, is a very core to this customer acquisition amplification framework. It is basically unchanged in the media buying section of this. Maybe we've expanded it to other platforms. But the fundamentals are the same. I think the big evolution here is a bit more on the creative side, especially now when you can't really control exactly where you're going to find the person in their levels of traffic, like whether they're cold or retargeting. You really have to be very sharp and precise with your creative and a lot of variety as well. So it's very specific creative and lots of it. Yeah, for sure. So what's the next step in the, the whole super system here? Yeah, so getting into, we call it the creative lab, but just is fundamentally the creative section of how to think about the ads that you're going to make. You know, whether you're making the ads yourself or you are working with UGC creators to make these ads for you, or even an outsourced graphic designer or copywriter. It's really helps guide you on how to think about communicating with the customer. It really guides you on how to communicate with the customer at this level of their customer awareness journey. So if you just take a quick look at the graphic, you'll see in the copywriting and creative visual creative section, what you need to be doing for somebody who's unaware. You really need to stop their scroll, show them their problem in an intriguing way, and just tell a story, something that engages them, wants them to read more. So after they are aware of their problem, the next thing you want to do with your copy and creative is show them what the ideal after state is. Give them hope for what they can have once their problem has gone away. And you can go through the, and look at the different levels within the visual and copywriting section of this, but you get the basic idea. But the cool thing I think about how this works is with the video ad, it, you don't have to think of these as individual creatives. You can walk somebody through all these levels or most of them within a single video ad. So if you stop their scroll with an intriguing story and then you show them what the problem is, and then you show them what relief looks like to their problem and explaining how your product's unique mechanism services that problem. And really, this is where testimonies come in. You want to prove that your product will work for somebody like them. And then the final thing is like conveying that scarcity, strong CTA, buy now. And then those are the sections that you can put within a single video ad and really walking somebody through the whole customer awareness journey. I think that's really important. And I think the, even though it's two separate downloads here, because there's a lot, there's a lot to digest. I do think the templates that we talked about bef before do all of this. They actually, in all of those individual templates, they take from somebody from unaware or maybe problem aware all the way through to the conversion. So you can do this in a single video. In, in most cases, I would say if you're 
putting a, that type of video, let's say you put the teach and pitch video, which is a great example of this, which is absolutely a scroll stopper, talks about the success, explains, showcase, builds trust, does all this all in one video. You may be able to do that in one video, but maybe 99 out of 100 people who watch that video don't take that next step, which is okay because you have all your other assets that are gonna back up that initial asset. So I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to take someone from unaware all the way to most aware to purchase in one video. If you can do it, great, but don't rely on that. My thought is that you always wanna go for the sale, always give them the opportunity to buy and the reasons to buy, but in most cases, maybe one to 2% are gonna do that. So that means that you need a backup plan. You need other assets to be able to persuade and also take them down this path with other assets that sort of match what you did on the first step, but ultimately lead to a conversion. And I think this graphic shows that really well. Yeah, and it's very flexible in that way in that you can create these as individual assets. You can combine them together. If you have a video that follows this whole framework, you can continually swap out your scroll stoppers to see which one works. Once you find a scroll stopper works, you can start swapping out what the ideal after state looks like, really hammering on different problems and showing different solutions. And maybe those just live together and have a call to action. Or maybe the whole thing lives together. And, and with graphics, you are limited a little bit with your graphic ads in that you can typically only show one, maybe two of these awareness levels in a single ad. And that's where you kind of have to rely on your copy to service the needs of that awareness level. Yeah, absolutely. So what's uh, take us through the, uh, the next step here. Yeah, so that previous step was really all about the creative that you make. This next one we call the traffic harmonizer, and that's really how all these different platforms work together, how they harmonize, if you will. So whether that's the meta platforms, other social platforms, discovery platforms like TikTok, and then the Google platforms like YouTube and ads, Google ads. This really guides you on how to think about targeting within each of these and the different levels of awareness. This maybe has changed a little bit since the original e-com ad amplifier in that the algorithms have improved a lot since then, and they have a lot more flexibility. So you can run quite a bit more broad and still have assets that you had planned to go to level one or be earlier levels of awareness be shown later in the funnel. It's up to the algorithm to find the right ad for the right person at the right time, the right placement. And eventually it'll optimize so that it is finding the right person to finally make that end sale. Yeah. I think with a lot of the dynamic platforms now, meaning performance max, dynamic creative on the meta side, you can load up all these assets. And the idea is instead of separating them out the levels of traffic, the algorithm itself will learn, the AI will learn to ultimately combine them in such a way so that they're resonating with people at different levels of awareness all the way to the conversion. So that's a less manual way of doing it. But I think understanding this entire concept just as part of your overall marketing plan, whether you're separating it out on level one all the way through level five on the manual Facebook or Google campaign, or whether you're doing it through some of the more dynamic types of ads, the ideas are the same. You still need the same assets to convert different people at different stages of awareness. And I think that's the thing that we're trying to get through here is it's not a one size fits all. And the beauty of this whole super system is that 
it's modular. You don't have to use all of them at once. If you're stuck in one particular area, you focus in on that sort of segment of the camp graphic and really work on that. And chances are that's probably going to be at the top of the funnel, which is where we have the most challenge. And that's the reason why customers hire us is to ultimately acquire customers from cold traffic who doesn't know anything about what their product or service does. And that's one of the beauties of this whole thing. But not to be lost on all this, Tom, is that we're giving a real broad overview of what this whole thing is about. Getting deeper into each individual subset is what the customer acquisition show is really made for, correct? Yeah, we talk about this whole customer acquisition amplification framework in very specific and tactical terms in the customer acquisition show. So our team at Tier 11 is currently like 70 people, I think, all around the world. And one of the things that we realized is we are not doing a very good job of showcasing the knowledge within our team and how we apply that to customer acquisition. So we wanted to create a show where we can bring on our team and get deep into some of these subjects, both from a, like a, a higher level fundamentals, like marketing fundamentals perspective, but also getting really deep into specific ways that our team is using these different levels of customer awareness, these different traffic levels, different tactics, and how they all intertwine. And things change all the time. What's working now is not necessarily something that worked uh, three months ago. We joke that Meta is finally getting instant experiences and lead ads to finally work after years and years of pitching it. Things are always changing and we're always on, with the customer acquisition show, we're always trying to stay on trend of what's working now and really push forward to the future of what we think is gonna be working next and how that all comes back to the fundamentals, which we rely on the customer acquisition amplification framework for. So the uh, I'm interested in the after the click stuff, like after traffic harmonizer, which is very similar to the old, but this is a really a new portion of it that I think a lot of marketers might forget about. And I think this is something that when we talk to people who are interested in scaling and growing their business, they really don't do much after the click. They set their website up and that's it. So talk to us about what conversion architecture and why people should start thinking about this as not necessarily a separate part of their ad and their traffic strategy, but as part of their entire marketing plan. And it's even, I always say it's 50% of the effectiveness of your ad. So really everything after the click really is your ad still. So Take us through this whole section of the of the framework. Yeah, I think the after the click is really the last area that we as humans and marketers can control. Right? Control has been going a little bit away, has been going away in ad platforms. Like you can see with Performance Max, where the insight and control that you have over your ads is very minimal, but you do control your after the click experience. And with this section of the customer acquisition amplification graphic. I handed this off to our commercial architecture team because it was way beyond my level of expertise. And Maria and Lynn came back with something that really blew my mind and how to think about the different levels of the funnel and how they relate to the levels of customer awareness. So there's four key factors that we look at with the after the click. There's the offer design, like really how your offer is created for each level of customer awareness, where people are in their customer acquisition path or journey. So after you have your offers designed for each of these different levels, 
it's really going into like the sales funnel, the whole process for walking somebody from the time they click your ad all the way through them purchasing your product and ideally over and over again. And once you have that whole journey laid out, then we get into the CRO aspect of it, like really optimizing these different pages within that funnel. And finally, once you have your pages optimized, we really lean into the email aspect of it. And email is not just a after purchase solution. Like you can really think about email anytime after you've captured somebody's email, what you're gonna be showing to them. And it is again, specific to where they are in their customer awareness journey. Yeah, tremendous. So the after the click stuff, I think is something that we could probably talk about for quite some time here. And off, oftentimes lost in the mix of CRO and the classic conversion rate optimization is looking at the offer itself and how can you optimize and even augment that offer or offer upsells, one-click upsells, order bumps, all that to optimize your average order value or to maximize your average order value. Like all that stuff is included in after the click. Because at the end of the day, it's about acquiring new customers, but also making them lifelong customers, but making sure that exactly what you can afford to pay for that customer and you can afford to pay more by increasing your average order value. So much after the click isn't just about landing page optimization or sort of our CRO. It's really, it's about looking at your offer, how you can augment it, how you can make it even better with or without upsells and other things in order to add average order value and also diversifying your offer. And we see so many people and so many of our customers that have an offer that they run very successfully for years and years. And then all of a sudden it just, the market just gets tired of it. And I think every good offer has a shelf life, has a finite number of time, which it's just going to, it's going to peter out after a while. And one of the things that we've oftentimes found is maybe an offer that worked a few years ago and then stopped working. You can always bring that back too. Like, why wouldn't you bring back an offer that maybe worked two, three years ago, unless it's completely out of date. But in most cases, like this offer part of the equation is really important because at a certain point, you're going to have to continue to expand your offerings. And you look at all the big Fortune 500 companies, they end up like, how many brands of Crest are there? There was one brand and then there was offer optimization to 72 different modifications. I think there's five different toothpaste bottles like in, in my bathroom right now, Tom. They're all Crest. I have no idea what they do. Like some are whitening, some are gum, some are, I don't even know what they are, like stain fighting. Like who the hell knows? I just grab it in the morning. But the point is like the big companies know this. Your offer needs to be diversified. You always have to have in the back of your head, all right, that thing has a finite lifespan and I have to start thinking about how can I maybe offer something better, different, that is maybe related to what I've sold before or is, is complementary to that initial offer? So that's what conversion rate optimization, I think, misses a bit. But I think it's hit on in this graphic here, which is so important, not only in online marketing, just in marketing in general. Yeah. And the other kind of mind-blowing moment I had was when they talked about different offers at each step don't think about your singular offer of your product for a cost, right? It goes beyond that. Like earlier in the funnel, your offer is to trade education, like a lead magnet for their email address. 
And with that in mind, you can head over to tier11.com slash camp, C-A-A-M-P, and download this graphic. But then you have also different offers throughout the rest of the customer awareness journey. Maybe it's a white paper that really proves that your product is the right one. And you're trading, again, that value for their attention. And I, it was really kind of a, an eye-opening experience for me to see, oh, it's not just this singular offer at this one moment in time. It's specific offers for wherever they are in their customer awareness path. Yeah, so true. So well, all stuff that we're going to be talking about a heck of a lot and getting even deeper in with a lot of tactics, a lot of high-end strategy. I think the conversion architecture side of the equation is so important and there's so much to it. And we're going to have a lot on that show about that, as well as all the other stuff that we talked about here, getting even deeper into customer acquisition amplification. So make sure that you do head over to tier11.com forward slash camp. And to go along with that, especially for your top level, your level one traffic, definitely check out the other download over at tier11.com forward slash formula. Those are the video ad formulas that Tom mentioned in the early part of the show here. I think we've pretty much covered it at this point. I think the case studies that we talked about before, we'll have to do a couple of episodes over on the customer acquisition show about those, Tom. But this has been great. Your second time on PT. Now you're a perpetual traffic veteran. Where can people find out more about what you do? I'm most active on Twitter, although uh, not extremely active. And you can find me at Tom D. Meredith on Twitter. I have a blue check mark because I signed up right away when Elon made it available right before he shut it all down. So I'm not, I shouldn't be verified, but I am. You can find me on Twitter at Tom D. Meredith, or you can just find us on anywhere with tier 11. Absolutely. And I was like five minutes late for that blue check mark, by the way, when you emailed that to me, I was like, oh, damn, they just had taken it down. So anyway, yeah, yeah, definitely check out Tom on Twitter. And also tell us what we can do better here at Perpetual Traffic, perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. You can follow me over at LinkedIn. That's Ralph Burns. And uh, you can follow Kasim as well over at Twitter at Kasim Aslam. Go back and definitely listen to previous episodes and all resources and show notes we mentioned here on today's show will be over at perpetualtraffic.com. So on behalf of Tom Meredith from Tier 11, until next show, see ya. This might be the very last recording. Who knows? <laughs> nah. Nah. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 